Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. You've been encouraging us this Holy Week to consider the whole subject of holiness and uh, you've been encouraging us that it's something that we don't need to be afraid of. It's not something that we have to avoid. It's something that is very much within us because we have the Spirit of God in us. But you said yesterday that the difficulty for many Christians is that we don't draw close to God in his holiness when we worship and pray. But if we would do it, it has a radical effect on our life as we try to walk along that highway of holiness. And therefore it will have a radical effect upon our witness also and our ability to communicate the life and the love and the power of Jesus to others. But here on this day, we can ask the question, why did Jesus die for you on the cross? And actually the answer to that is to make you holy. Not just to forgive your sins, but to make you holy. Now, of course, you can't be holy without having your sins forgiven. So what Jesus did was to take upon himself everything that is unholy in the lives of mankind. Everything we, we, we started the week, we remember, by saying that holy means that God is whole and complete and perfect in himself. So Jesus took upon himself everything that is unholy, everything that is imperfect, everything that cuts across God's plan and purpose for our lives, so that we could be restored to being like him, so that we could become a holy people. So he took all the sin upon himself so that we can be forgiveness, forgiven of sin. He took all our sicknesses upon himself, all oppression. He was crushed, he was bruised. Um, he suffered all, all those things which we can be so conscious of in our human experience in order to free us from them because all those things are a denial of God's holiness in our lives. Sin is obviously unholy, but sickness is not God's will and purpose for our lives. Oppression is not his will and purpose for our lives. Curse and, and uh, all the, the violence and, and animosity that can be expressed towards us by others, that's not God's will and purpose for our lives. Even though it's inevitable that we will be persecuted for the sake of Christ, that doesn't mean that God wants us to suffer. He knows that suffering, affliction, is inevitable because we're communicating the life of God in a fallen world. But he has taken all the affliction, he has taken all the need, he has taken all the oppression as well as all the sin and the sickness upon himself in order that we might be set free from those things by our faith in Christ Jesus and in what he has done for us. So the cross is far more than God simply forgiving us and making it possible for us to be accepted by God. 
The cross deals with everything in our lives that can be a contradiction to the will and purpose of God for our lives. So we have the victory, the scripture says, through our Lord Jesus Christ, the victory over anything and everything that comes against us. This is why Paul says that there's nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is why Jesus could die out, cry out on the cross before he died. It is finished. It is done. It is accomplished. You can translate the Greek in any of those ways. In other words, the work of salvation is completed. Now, what we need to understand is what the New Testament means by salvation because there is so much misunderstanding of this. You see, when we first give our lives to Jesus, we are what the Bible says we are justified. And Jesus is our justification. That means we are made acceptable to God. From being unrighteous, we are restored to being made righteous before God. Now, there are many people who say, well, that is salvation. But in fact, in Scripture, it's only the first part of salvation. That having been justified, we are sanctified. We are made holy. Now, Paul says when he's writing to the Corinthians, we are made holy and called to be holy. But as I've been saying all week, right at the beginning of our Christian experience, we are made holy. We're not trying to become holy. We are made holy. And because we're made holy and we have the spirit of holiness living in us, therefore, we can be holy if we trust in the spirit and not in ourselves. So it's very important for us to understand that that sanctification is another work of or part of salvation, as is the glorification. What will happen to us when after the day of judgment, we take our places in the glory of God for all eternity. It sounds like a process. It is a process, you see. And this is why you often hear me saying on this program, according to Scripture, we have been saved, that is justification. We are being saved, that is sanctification. And we will be saved as a result of what happens on the Day of Judgment, that is glorification. But all that is the whole process of salvation. And just to think that salvation is somebody putting up their hand at a meeting or coming forward and making some aspect of uh, commitment to Christ, that that is the whole of salvation, that is to be totally misguided because that is not true to Scripture at all. Yes, if I'm justified, I'm saved, but I also need to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. That's the sanctification. So that on the day of judgment, when I come before the Lord, he can say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord, which is the glorification. And the glorious thing is, you see, that God says in his word that those he justified, he also glorified. Which means that uh, he sees the whole process completed, but the whole process has to be outworked in our lives. So we have been justified, 
we are working out our sanctification now and we will be glorified. We will take our place in heaven, that place that Jesus has gone before to prepare for us, the place appointed for us. So if we see it as a journey walking along this highway of holiness, there are going to be people listening to us, Colin, who feel that they have departed from that way. Of course, the as, as I've been saying this week, the way back is always to repent and to know God's mercy afresh. So daily repentance is vital. Yes. When we, when we um, fail, God doesn't throw us out of the kingdom. He doesn't cast us off. We don't cease to become children of God, sons of God. And of course, the parable of the prodigal son is a great encouragement here for us because this is the prodigal son is not a non-believer. He is a son. He's part of the family. This, this is a, a, a parable about the father and two Christian sons, if we want to put it in that way. One of them went off. He backslid, seriously backslid. He went right away from his father, outside of his father's love and everything. It didn't mean the father stopped loving him, but he put himself outside of the reach of his father's love. He went off and did his own thing and ended up feeding pigs and wishing that he could have their food. But then the scripture says he came to his senses and he said to him, he said to himself, uh, I have sinned, I'm going to go back to my father. Now that's repentance, I'm going back. I'm going to return and I'm going to say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. He's now going to go back and honor his father. He's dishonored his father by the way he's wasted his inheritance. But I'm going to go back. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. But he never gets the full speech out because when the father sees him coming back, the father goes out to meet him and embraces him and kisses him. Why? Because he's still his son. So his command is put the best robe on him. That's the robe of righteousness. That's the robe of Christ. Give him a ring on his finger to show that he belongs. Shoes on his feet. Kill the fatted calf. This my son that was lost is found again. He's dead, but he's come back to life. So you see, there is always the way back. But look what the prodigal son suffered when he went outside the will of his father and abused and wasted his inheritance. How much better that we stay close to the father, we stay close to Jesus, that we're so thankful for the work of the cross, we're so thankful for the mercy, we're so thankful that it cost the life of his son to make us acceptable and holy and glorious in his sight, that we're so thankful that we're not going to go off in our own ways and do our own things. But if anybody's listening to me has backslidden, this is the day right now to come back to the Father through Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 